Yo, welcome, welcome. This is the Matter Podcast, where we talk about important sports figures and sports moments and discuss their importance both historically and how they relate back to us in our current social situation. Um, I am Peter, and I'm your host. And without any further ado, let's jump right into this. If people say your dreams are crazy, if they laugh at what you think you can do, good. Because calling a dream crazy is not an insult. It's a compliment. Don't try to be the fastest in your school. Be the fastest ever. Don't believe you have to be like anybody to be somebody. Don't become the best basketball player on the planet. Be bigger than basketball. Believe in something. Even if it means sacrificing everything. Believe in something even if it means sacrificing everything. So that was part of a, a part of the ad made by Nike and Colin Kaepernick. And it features some really just beautifully made um, visuals and obviously um, the narration by Colin Kaepernick. But in watching that commercial, it really got me thinking a lot about sacrifices and then talk about, you know, what, what consequences usually come from that. And so when you look at those things on a bigger scale, so you're talking about like people like Martin Luther King, or you're talking about Gandhi, um, Malcolm X, you talk about Muhammad Ali and those folks. And then obviously it comes back to Colin and essentially putting your beliefs over careers and a way of life and many other things, right? And so... While this was going on, um, and in particularly while this um, national anthem kneeling situation was going on, I started really examining what's happening, right? Because for as much as that um, Colin Kaepernick lost, he didn't lose everything, right? And I'm not saying he should, no. Um, but he's he's able to make his way through it, and um, in ways that maybe some other people can't right and so when we're talking about the kneeling in the nfl and you know a lot of folks were calling for all these folks who kneel and do this do this and my whole situation looking at that was sitting there being like yo hold on you don't know what their financial situation looked like you don't know what how their setup is looking like and so it's one thing for someone to come up on their own and do these actions but it's another thing for you to ask them to sacrifice everything that's going on in their life because we don't know what that is, right? And so that was my whole thinking throughout that whole process. And then I came across a story that really just kind of highlighted that and showed us what true sacrifices was. And that was the story of the Kennesaw Five. The Kennesaw Five essentially are five um, Kennesaw State um, football cheerleaders. And so when the whole um, national anthem kneeling situation started, um, I believe it was October 25th, um, 2017, um, they essentially, during their 
first home game, they decided that they were going to join the movement. And when National Anthem started playing, they took a knee. And being as in, you know, the school is in Kennesaw, and for those that don't know the demographic of, of Kennesaw, I would just say look it up real quick. And hint, they still have a few Confederate flags just kind of hanging around. So that kind of gets you guys thinking a little bit about what Kennesaw looks like. Um, so they kneel, and obviously there's outrage coming through. But then there's also some praises from fellow students and um, some news, news outlet, outlets and whatnot. The student athletes were able to obviously they finished that game, and then the debate really started after um, that game in the, in the media and all over all over um, this city, I want to say, and across the state. And so, what ended up happening was the attorney general for Georgia just decided to say that any student that's going to a public university um, have the right to demonstrate as long as it's not in a violent way, in which this wasn't a violent way. But um, what happened with Kennesaw, however, was that they decided that that was just not a good look for them. And so they decided to come with a policy in which they kept the cheerleaders in the back until the national anthem was done, and then they, they would come out after that. And... To most places, you you know that that kind of just gonna end the situation, but there was so much going on behind this situation because what then ended up being discovered after the whole situation was that um, the sheriff office were were involved and the sheriff was a Republican, um, and then the president of the school who was not really hired the right way. He was an attorney general before, and they just kind of hired him to be the president of the school, even though he didn't have any kind of education background, and he was a Republican attorney general at the time. Anyways, um, so a few deals here and there were done, and that's how the decision was made. Um, The school, however, said that the decision to keep the girls in the back was not necessarily a political decision. It wasn't made at the time, it wasn't a, re- a reactive decision. It was a thing that was already made before, and that was just the timing was just kind of coincidental. And you know, I was like, "All right, that's cool. You guys already had a decision made. It just kind of came out at, at a rough time, right?" But then stories come out that there are some text messages exchanged in which um, the sheriff was saying, texting someone, essentially saying, like, that was my idea. And, you know, it's because of me that they have that policy in place now. So then that kind of created this whole other um, investigation to, to where they ended up deciding that the girls were fine to come out up front anyways. And so they were able to finish the, finish the season where they were able to be on the field. Throughout all of this, they're, they're getting death threats, right? They're getting um, pressured from the school, essentially saying like, hey man, we have donors that pay money in order for us to have scholarships and all those things, and you're, you're messing this thing up for us. 
And so they're, they're, they're dealing with all of this coming from every direction. Um, but they stuck it through. And even when they were being asked to stay in the tunnel, they were kneeling in the tunnel. And so that was just huge, right? And what I really want to talk about in, in reference to that is when you talk about Colin Kaepernick, right? He lost a lot, a lot of money. He left a lot of money on the table by doing what he did. But to a certain degree, he was a millionaire already. When you're talking about college kids who have no power, especially college student athletes, right? They have no power. And most of them don't have much money, right? And so now they're going out in front of their peers in Kansas or Georgia and doing what they did and then having to go to class and having to face all that they did. Even as they saw how columns were being treated in the media. That's crazy to me. That is so crazy. Because when you look at what, I mean, like myself, what we were doing in college is most of us were just trying to survive. Like you were either like stuck doing homework, 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 and studying, 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 or you're, you know, studying, partying, and whatever. But not not a lot of us were sitting there being like, oh wow, let me join this protest that could end my college days. Let me do this thing that will yield me no money in any way, yield me no celebrity status in any way at all. It's just this is how I feel and I'm going to demonstrate in this way, even being faced with um, being faced with like the sheriff's office just, and um, the athletic department's higher-ups and all these other people coming at you, they decided this is what they were going to do. And for anyone to do that at such a young age, like that was sacrificing everything. They put their belief and they decided that this is what they were going to do. And for that, I just all you could do is applaud their efforts, and applaud their courage, and applaud who they were. And even if you disagree in, in ways in which they demonstrated, that's something to be proud of than just a human being having that kind of strong moral feeling about things that not necessarily are just about themselves, but for the betterment of their own community. So this story then take a twist, right? Um, the following, I guess, fall, when the football season begins again, um, we then discovered that four out of the five girls that had kneeled in the previous year all of a sudden did not make the cheerleading squad. And what the school was saying was that this wasn't any kind of a direct link into you know what they did in the year before or whatever. This was just kind of how you are a student athlete that every single year you have to earn your spot back. Which that has some truth into it, but it's not completely truthful. And what I mean by that is like, yeah, I mean obviously each year you're coming in and you you have to bring your A game 
you know, to stay competitive. But mathematically, when you're looking at how four out of out of those five get cut, meanwhile, the school is saying, well, other people got cut too, because three other people from, from the team also didn't make it this year. I mean, you can draw any kind of conclusion that you want, but like in one group, I mean, one out of five of them, four of them are gone. Meanwhile, for the rest of the whole team, only three people didn't make the team. So, you know, um, I'm going to leave the guessing game to you guys to what, what happened from that. But that they paid the ultimate prize. Like everything that went for that they stood for, it ended up with them being off the team. And they love and they love being on the team. And I think that's the damage that happens when when they come up with the outrage that they do, they don't understand that this has some real life consequences for the people that are affected. And so for those girls, now they're not on the team. And if they were um, scholars, student-athletes, now they have to figure out how to pay for the classes. They have to pay, to pay for their classes throughout when this really had nothing to do with um, their skills or um, how they were, what they were doing as far as cheering on the team. And so it's one of these moments in which we have the kids really kind of being the examples that we want out of our um, culture. But when they do it, they're being punished in this way. And for that, that's just really sad for not just those girls, but it's just sad for this country. For most of you guys that are aware of these stories, you might be wondering, like, you know, if this happened in 2017 and 2018, why are we talking about it now in 2019? Well, I, I really appreciate um, stories of courage and stories of perseverance and st- stories that when you, like, put everything on the line for your, for your belief in this way, like, that's powerful. And... This being such a local story, like it came and went like that. And I find it really important to carry out their story. And so I want to ruffle up some feathers because their story deserves to be told. And more and more folks need to know that this happened. And more and more, and we need more and more younger um, students and college kids taking leadership roles and being those examples because it's a scary time and we cannot go back on progress, right? And we need the youth to lead this progressive movement because otherwise we're going to keep rolling it back into the 20s and whatever and it's just not going to work out for the country very well. And as a fellow black person, I salute those young ladies and I expect some great things for them and I'm very, very, very proud of them. And that is why they matter, right? For someone, for a bunch of kids to make that kind of effect on someone like me who's about to turn 30, that is why the Candace of Five matters.
Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Day Matter Podcast. Um, I do this once a week. Um, see you guys next week. Peace.